According to the health department, less than 1% of men aged between 15 to 49 in South Africa have had vasectomies. 15? 15 years? I, I, I don't know. Hey, that's very interesting. 15%, isn't it? Uh, it's 1%. Men aged between 15 to 49. Oh, 15. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. No, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we now speak to 29-year-old Jag, uh, who's currently in recovery after getting an irreversible vasectomy. Hi there, Jag. Hello there. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I see you making headlines. You are trending, but... Um, you know, we're not, we're not surprised. This is something that, you know, a lot of people um, are not used to. So, Jack, and when and why did you first consider to get this procedure done? So, I'm going to start with the why, because my reason for it is literally just part of the person I've always been. Yes. And the reason is just I honestly never had any desire to be a father okay i just personally never thought about you know creating that perfect nuclear family of 2.4 kids and living the perfect white picket fence life mm. so i came to this decision because i just wanted to know how i could ensure that i continue to live a child-free existence mm. and the vasectomy showed up as the most secure way of doing so um, and this I discovered through a conversation I had with some strangers a couple of years ago who felt the same, and one of them had had a vasectomy done. Mm. And I was like, okay, what is that? Because I want one of those as well. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And let's talk about family, because normally, you know, when you, when you make such a, a big decision, um, you know, you don't have to because you're an adult, but, you know, sometimes you're compelled to talk to close friends and, and, and family. So we'd like to find out from you, how did the people in your life react when you told them that you wanted to get this done? Because, listen, you know black people, us as blacks, is when you're at that age, Bob was, how makoti, hey, grandkids, hey, that. they sing that song every day, but when should someone fall pregnant at the age of 19, it's a whole hoo-ha, hoo-ha, what's going on? But when you go past that age, in your early 20s, in your 30s, it's like, upu makoti, where are the grandkids? We want the grandkids. Yeah, yeah, and you know, look, at 29 in my eyes, I understood this as more than old enough to make this decision because also how old, you know, can you be to make the decision to have children to begin with? Mm. It's it's funny to me that at 29, I'm criticized as being very young to decide on this, mm. but it would be totally fine, I guess, if I was a 25-year-old starting a family. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the question from the people in my life, because I've always been transparent about this, I've always declared this about myself, mm. all of them just kind of took it as a, oh, you've finally done it. Mm. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a surprise. It oh, wasn't a okay. shock. Yeah. Um, at, at most, really, I just had some friends who were like, oh, I didn't realize you were that serious about it, you know, mm. that you were going to do it as soon as you could. But there has been no criticism from the people who know me. Yeah, and those the are the most important people. Come from the strangers online <laughs> who saw this yes. and did not understand it and freaked yeah. out about it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I always say once you know, um, you get a thumbs up from your family. Other people don't matter. You know, it, it yeah. d doesn't really matter. And look, I mean, on the family side, like you said, you know, with black people, how this sort of thing goes. Um, that is probably the 
place where the biggest sort of contention lay, because even though I come from a big family myself, many mm. siblings, um, I was still expected to have children of my own, to still, you know, continue with the bloodline and everything. And they had those same expectations. As soon as I was a university student, they started talking about, so who are you going to bring home for us? And I said, uh, I don't know, but I'm not bringing home more than one person, I'll tell you that. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you that, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, that expectation exists and it continues, but at the same time, I have to be realistic about the fact that who is raising that child at the end of the day. Those pressures may exist, but the beauty still remains with me. And I'm not going to do this to please anyone else because nobody else is going to be with me at 3 a.m. when I'm waking up to change a nap. (laughs) So you've got to keep that in mind because that's ultimately who bears the burden. Yeah, because, you know, you did mention siblings because that was going to be my next question. Do you have siblings, males and females? Yeah, yeah. I come from a family of seven. Seven. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, so then yeah. you won't get bored then. There's going to be a lot of um, nieces and nephews that you can so take care of. So yes. I've been an uncle since I was a year old, and I'm an uncle to more than 10 nieces and nephews. So yeah. when it comes to the experience of having young children around and raising them and changing a nappy, I've done all of that. I've supported my siblings throughout all of that. Mm. But it is also a constant reminder of exactly what I don't want for myself. Mm. Briefly tell us you know, what the procedure entails. Yeah, so in terms of the procedure, you know, um, it, it's 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 a simple thing. You think about this uh, as a vasectomy. It's called that because you are snipping the vas deferens. And this is a tube that goes from the testicle that carries the sperm. Yes. It is one of um, two tubes that complete the whole process of an emission for a man. Mm. So both sides have a tube. The tube carries roughly 1% of all the fluid, of all the seminal fluid that comes out of you. The process of a vasectomy is to go in, snip that tube, tie the ends or solder them shut, whichever way you choose. Mm. I chose to just have them soldered shut because I knew that I wanted done forever. Mm. Um, And then you essentially cut off the one bit of information that carries life. Mm. The rest of your emission stays exactly the same. You won't even notice it. And there is no change hormonally or otherwise. So you stay exactly the same, except for the fact that in your seminal fluid, there is no longer any live sperm that could, you know, lead to a pregnancy. Mm. So you're just going in to cut one part of the road and that's it. Mm. I know. Moving forward, when you get a text saying I'm pregnant, so by who? <laughs> I got a certificate. I got a certificate. <laughs> so, 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 Jack, uh, how expensive is this procedure, and where did you get it done? So there are many ways. I'll obviously say mine. The way that I eventually ended up having it done is at a center in Centurion called Reproductive Choices. Okay. So Reproductive Choices in Centurion is a fertility center for women primarily. Yes. But on Wednesdays and Thursdays, they have a urologist come in to do the outpatient outpatient procedure for men, Mm. where that urologist then handles vasectomies because there are only a few. I mean, like you read in the beginning, that only 1% of men aged between 15 to 49 have done this the demand is very low Mm, mm. part of this whole big discussion is that we're trying to make more people aware of it because a lot of people just don't even know that this option exists Mm. so he comes in on wednesdays and thursdays to perform a handful of these procedures it cost me five thousand five hundred 
terms of paid options, that was the most affordable that I could come across. Yeah. But it is definitely not the cheapest, and it is also not the most affordable because there's the private hospital route where if your medical aid will cover it, some of them go up to costing 50000 mm. but then you get the premium treatment, you're put under general anesthesia, you're asleep for the whole thing, you feel nothing, and you start your recovery afterwards. Whereas on the cheaper end of things, like my procedure or the free vasectomy that you can get in Cape Town, um, then you're under, you know, local anesthesia. You're awake, but they've just numbed the, the scrotal area. Yeah. Um, so there's a little more pain involved in that one. But mm. look, this pain is minor in comparison to everything else that you'll be you know, freeing yourself from. It's minor compared to childbirth. It's minor compared to all the contraceptive methods that women have to deal with. So it's really nothing in that okay. respect. All right. Well, I can tell you now you spent 5,000 rand. According to my my calculations, you've, saw, you've saved 4.8 million in, in child maintenance. 4.8 million. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know how I many places yes, I could gonna buy a car, <laughs> you can travel the world, buy a beautiful property. So that's the yeah, way it I is. Can first class. <laughs> Absolutely. First class all the time. Nine minutes to four, we are chatting to Jack on Radio 2000, um, uh, the Glenzida Superdrive. Let's quickly go for, for an ad break. Uh, Jack will continue with our, with our conversation. Bombo, we've got you covered on 98.9 FM. Feel good music. Yes, Danko. According to the health department, less than 1% of men aged between 15 to 49 in South Africa have had vasectomies. And our guest this afternoon is 29-year-old Jack, who is currently in recovery after getting an irreversible vasectomy. Jack, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Uh, how long did the procedure take? The procedure itself is very quick. It at most takes 10 minutes to do. Mm. Uh, so mine was about nine minutes, wasn't very long at all. Yes. And when doing the one that's under local anesthesia where you're awake, um, during the process itself, because I get this question a lot, the question of how painful is it? Yes. I've only, I mean, with my experience anyway, I only had two spikes of pain throughout the thing, which is when they cut the vas deferens itself, yes. the little tube, because that tube can't be numbed with the anesthesia as everything else is. And they tell you that. You're aware of it. It's a little spike of pain, and then it's done all under 10 minutes. This is such an easy process that there are places around the world where they host these campaigns where men can literally queue to have these done in droves in one day kind of thing. Mm. Quickest little snip procedure you can imagine and the recovery how long does it take the recovery is pretty brief um the first three days are the crucial days where Mm. you are put on bed rest so you will be written off for it you go home from the procedure to lie in bed um, on your back with an ice pack on your groin area the whole point of this is to keep things cool keep things tight you wear a speedo to make sure that there isn't too much movement as well and then you do your ordinary care that you would with a wound. So mm. cleaning and replacement of the bandage yes. every 24 or so hours. By the fourth day, you're able to do your ordinary walking around. You know, you can take walks, you can go to the kitchen, you can sit at the desk, that sort of thing. For me right now, it's essentially just over seven days later because I did mine last Wednesday yes. at ar- around 11.20. Mm. I'm in the office today. 
Mm-hmm. I've been working in the office all day long, walking around as normal. All that's really left is, you know, the cautionary window of 10 days to pass, and yeah. you can go back to ordinary activity based on your level of discomfort. Mm. But I'm healed, literally. It's it's such a short recovery process that it's funny how quickly you go from, oh, limping around to being able to jump for joy because you've taken control of your life. Uh, are there any do's and, and don'ts soon after the procedure is done? Yes. Very big do's and very big don'ts. Uh, the very big do is rest and yeah. have the ice pack. You definitely need to be taken care of a little bit for that period of time. I would suggest anyone doing it have a friend or, you know, a close person at home with them so that you avoid moving as much as possible. Mm. Definitely urinate as much as possible as well because the big don't that follows this is during those first seven-ish to ten-ish days, you absolutely have to avoid <laughs> erections at all mm-hmm. costs um, uh, because Why you're in that me? tender stage where you've got those stitches that need to dissolve and you can imagine any great movement of skin or flesh is mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. So that's a funny one because having to actively avoid that is <laughs> crazy to think about. But yeah, yeah that's a well, big don't. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you, you, you stayed as far away as possible from Twitter because there's a lot of hot things there that happened on Twitter, or especially Instagram, to avoid mm-hmm. the erection there. Happening there. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely, generally, the internet isn't the greatest place. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> I've been on there because of the response to the whole thing, so I had no choice. <laughs> so the big don't is none of that, and obviously, no sexual activity of any kind. Yeah. Um, until the ten-day period has passed, and then you can look at your level of discomfort and start testing it. Everyone's different. Some people might take a bit longer. Some people might be better mm-hmm. sooner. But you at least give it those five days. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I can see a big yeah. warning. The nudes are not welcome on this number for the no, next. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, uh, you posted about your procedure on Twitter, and uh, obviously you got a lot of backlash. What was your intention when you posted? And uh, you know, what did you make of the reaction? So when I made my Twitter post that day, I was updating my friends who knew that I was going to be yeah. going through this process. As I mentioned, my friends have been supportive throughout, and this is a part of me that's always been declared openly. So I thought, hey, now that I've done it, here's a post. Thank you, guys. It's over. And I left it, only to come back to <laughs> that backlash that happened. <laughs> the yes. post went viral. I started to deal with tons of replies and DMs from Quite a number of very angry men. <laughs> no, it's the men. The men were angry. And look, a big part of this is why I've been talking about what vasectomies are, because a lot of men genuinely thought I'd had my testicles and penis removed. Mm. They were conflating this with a castration, and I blame this on just a pure lack of education and interest in men's role in reproductive health, because they simply did not know what vasectomy even means as a yeah. procedure yeah yeah so i had a lot of that backlash i was doing bed rest so i had the time to deal with it and also educate people as it was happening but that's the important thing that's happened here is that we're talking about it 
more people are becoming aware of it. I've had great responses from couples who have approached me and said, hey, listen, I was about to go tie my shoes, but because of this um, conversation happening, we're going for the vasectomy instead, a Mm. far less invasive procedure, a far less painful procedure. And that's all that I'm trying to make people aware of is that this is such an incredible way to handle your family planning. Mm, Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Very sharp uh, young man uh, you are, Jack. Thank you so much for for chatting to you and yeah wish you all the best um, moving forward you must hook up with Dolly Parton and her husband because they decided many years ago that they don't want kids and they say they're having the time of their life <laughs> <laughs> yeah it must be great I mean look if I end up in that company then I'll be even more grateful but thank you guys for having me thank you guys for having this conversation and giving us another platform hopefully your listeners have you know been introduced to this idea learn a little bit more about it I'm available, obviously, on Twitter for anyone who wants to ask anything further. I've been handling this conversation for a few days now, so I'm, yeah, basically spearheading, hopefully, a reconsideration of what male reproductive health means. Yep. Thank you so much. Great chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (sighs) Yeah, very interesting conversation. You know, but what I find fun is that you get a backlash, like, you were asking these people to do it on your behalf. Like, but like, isn't that funny? <laughs> Maybe they're personalizing it. They're personalizing it. Why? You know what I mean? But he also I don't says... Know, men are like that. A I lot feel of like sometimes men are like that. People don't even know what vasectomy is. But I'm saying most of those people who, who were giving him a hard time, they've got smartphones, dude. You just Google, Google. and get more details so that you have an understanding of the procedure. Mm. You wanted to have a kid with Jack. Yeah, guys, I called, but thank you.